Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Smith, joined by my co-host, Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Sean, I'm doing well for a Monday. How are you? I can't complain, Derek, and uh, we've been waiting for this for a couple of weeks now with what would be the first domino to fall, and we got one today. A little surprised. I actually thought that it would be tomorrow or Wednesday before things start rolling in, giving the national championship game tonight. I thought it would, would be another couple more days, but Keon Brooks is the first. It's not as big as what it's not to me. It's not one of the ones where I was saying a, a couple of days ago that once we get one, it'll start rolling because you still have that kind of un. I guess unsure of what's going to happen beyond the NBA, but Keon has declared for the draft. He has maintained his eligibility to return. There is no mention of the transfer portal. Keon Brooks will not be on UK's roster next year. I just think that it'll be either professional or he's going to transfer. That's just my gut feeling on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's hard to say. Um, I'm kind of with you uh, where, you know, I, I don't, I guess I'm most confident that his future after this season anyway is not going to be in the NBA. Well, with the way the process is set up, I mean, really, it probably, if you think you might be on an NBA radar at all, or even just professional basketball radar, either overseas, G League, anything like that, it makes sense. Especially now, Keon hasn't gone through the draft process at all, has he? I don't think he did either of the last two years. So, you know, it's his first time going through it. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to at least put his name in, test the waters. Um, but I'm, I'm quite confident he will be in college next season playing. Whether it'll be at Kentucky or elsewhere remains to be seen. And, uh, you know, in his announcement, he didn't mention anything about the transfer portal, but you wouldn't expect that, though, coming from UK, you know, that release. Um, we'll see what ultimately happens. You know, I think the top end, I, you know, I feel better about top end coming back almost certainly. I don't think he'll even test the waters. Maybe he will. I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so, but uh Livingston another guy who could perhaps play the four and then you have Collins coming back I mean they got options there and when it comes down to it I'm kind of with you I could I could see uh I could see a path where Keon takes this feedback he likes to return to college but maybe find a home elsewhere next season to play a little bit bigger role because even if he does come back to Kentucky I think it's pretty clear that his role unless he improves a ton I think his role will be less than what it was this year well and and that's where I probably shouldn't say confident I mean obviously there there's I mean you can't really be confident in, in something unless you actually know exactly how it's going to play out but I'm just anticipating this you we mentioned you know you mentioned Damian Collins we got the report from Travis Branham a couple of weeks ago that he would be returning we've not heard anything official but I we might not like a lot of these guys last year, there wasn't anything official on them coming back. They were just Keon. there on the workouts. <laughs> there wasn't. You know, Keon yeah. was a guy that just came back. You know, didn't, yeah, didn't so make any kind of announcement. I'm just looking at it and seeing the same thing you're seeing. I'm seeing Chris Livingston being there. Unless something happens with Jacob Toppin, we get a surprise transfer or leaving for professional route, then I could see the, the path for Keon there. But this kind of feels to me like a test the waters, maintain your eligibility, and then maybe explore your options in the portal. And unless that, unless he wants to be at Kentucky, unless everybody's good with that, then, I mean, that's, that would be the plan, but it, it kind of feels like it's going to be a take, take advantage of the process, get your evaluation, and then look at your options from there. And from Kentucky standpoint, Derek, I don't know how many guys you want to see go 
into the draft, test it, and then kind of leave the door open for a return or not, because you kind of need to know what your roster is going to start looking like when you got game names going into the portal from other schools. You don't want to be sitting here going, well, I'm waiting to see what guy one and this and this guy's doing before we can commit and maybe extend you a scholarship offer. Like I just feel like Kentucky's in a situation where they kind of need to know majority of this thing. So then they can kind of identify what they want in the portal. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I mean, you, I don't, so today was Monday, this announcement went down. I think you're going to see some other things this week. I don't know that it'll be, I mean, I feel like it's probably about time. Ty Ty uh, makes his announcement, which we all expect will be for the NBA. He's not really a guy you're, fact you know he's not on the same level because you just don't expect him back anyway whereas with Keon it might be a little bit more up in the air I mean Keon I think I think the biggest thing with Keon is and it's it's actually the same for Toppin too I just think when you have a center like Oscar Shibway and a point guard like Wheeler who was not a consistent shooter I really felt like this team needed a guy at the floor who could step out and shoot the ball further Whereas Keon, I mean, they had no problem with Keon taking mid-range jumpers. It was basically a shot of choice this season. But having a true guy like a four that could have stepped out and more consistently shot the ball, maybe above 30% from three, I really think would have helped this group. And if you're in the boat, listen, I feel more confident that Savir Wheeler and Oscar Shibley will be on the team next year more than I do Keon. So I think if both those guys are going to be on your roster, and we'll see if they are ultimately, I feel like it's very important for next season that whoever you have playing that four spot can can contribute. Because we don't know for sure either, Sean, that the two and the three next year are going to be able to shoot the three-point ball as well as what Kellen Grady and Tata Washington did. Which, I mean, Washington wasn't, a, wasn't much of a volume three-point shooter, whereas Grady was. Is that making sense? Like, I still just think the roster fit for next year for Keon – this is not a bad player. I think he's got a, a bit of a bad rep from, from the UK fan base. If Keon Brooks goes to the transfer portal, I have zero doubt that he's going to get a lot of interest. You're talking about a guy who averaged 10.8 points this year, 4.4 rebounds. I mean, he had a game. You could look up tonight as we record this as we don't know what's going to happen, but if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you might look up and say Keon Brooks' best game he ever played was against the national championship team yeah. in Kansas. So, I mean, there's talent there. Um, and the other program recruited him in, in North Carolina. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is a good – he's a good play. I mean, I think he would go somewhere and, like, he would be worth getting excited about, I think, as a transfer option. And we'll see if that's ultimately what he decides to do. And, again, I wouldn't hate it if he came back next year. I just don't I, – I'm more bought in. And I don't know that John Calipari will view him as a four. But I think Chris Livingston, to me, seems like a guy who can do the most. He, he's maybe the most versatile, physical, yet can step out and shoot the ball. I think that's what they're going to need if they catch a good break and get Shibway back next season. So that's who I would prefer. But if, if it is Keon or Toppin, I just think it's so important that those guys show the ability to, to uh, shoot the ball from deep. I mean, you look at Brooks, he took 33s this year. He only made seven of them, but Toppin only took 10. He did make four. I feel like they were all banked in, <laughs> but they, I mean, I, I don't know one was at least, but, uh, so you're talking about 43 point attempts the whole season from your primary force. They went 11 for 40 combined. There's just not a lot of shots there from deep. And I'm not saying, you know, that needs to be a position that takes 75 threes. I'm not saying that at all. I just think spacing will be so critical 
if she plays your your five. I mean, you have the best rebounder in college. Bat- that might be why Brooks only averaged four point four points. I don't know how many did he have as a sophomore. I don't even know how many rebounds he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's such a benefit to you if you have Sheboy on the team is you have one of the best rebounders in the last forty years playing on your team, and you know to have a guy like that. It does take away, I think, a little bit of how important it is to have, you know, two good rebounders down there just because I mean, he goes after everything. So that was the big news of today um, and, from Keon. So and you mentioned, best of luck to him. And, and you mentioned guys. Oscar Shibway. Did you see that uh, Mike DeCursey of the Sporting News has Kentucky number one is way too early top 25 if – Oscar Shibway's on the roster. That's that's the the piece that because he says you know he they would not be there obviously in the fall if he's not a part of the roster. So there's a lot of weight in Oscar Shibway's decision. Uh, we we've talked about it, Derek. That his decision and Shaden Sharp's decision, those are the two that are going to kind of swing Kentucky one direction or the other here. And I still feel like if you have one of them on your roster, a lot of people are going to be bought into what Kentucky could be next season. If you have neither one of those on the roster then I think you're going to see Kentucky somewhere in the middle of the pack, even after the dust settles and whatever they get from the portal, they'll be somewhere in that 14 to 16 range where if you get one of those two, I think you're going to see a lot of picks for Kentucky to be a top five team. Yeah. Number one, I don't know about that at this point. Um, kind of hard to do that with Kentucky. Like how do, how do you have any idea where they are? Cause you have no idea who's coming back. Yeah. I think I mentioned this when we did our football episode, like it was almost impossible to even predict the, well, I shouldn't say almost impossible. You, you could, especially in college football, it's a whole different beast than college basketball. But with the portal and NBA decisions, like I know that people want content, like you have to do that, I guess, if you're an outlet. But I, I think it's more worthless than ever before. Like the only thing it's worth doing, I mean, like if you, if you already have to put the caveat, like, okay, this is my number one team for next year, yet it's dependent on like five things. Like it's just, it's, pointless to be doing it right now so if they were to get oscar back i mean that's that that would be like we said i felt like you couldn't strike out on all three of what which washington's gonna go to the nba but all three of washington Sheboy, and sharp and you prefer to get sharp back as well if he actually stuck to the plan i've been very quiet on him it seems like i've not heard any kind of rumblings at all on him, whereas with Sheboy, I do think there are people who who are starting to feel like he might be coming back. And, Sean, that kind of leads into the other news of the day somewhat on a local level and maybe perhaps uh, could be a sign. I don't know. It depends on how you read it. But Janai Broom, six foot 10, 235-pounder, who I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast will know who he is because he was Moorhead State's best player for the last two years. He, last week, maybe Friday – uh, announced that he was on a test of the waters in the NBA, uh, but maintained his college eligibility. And then today, he went into the transfer portal. Probably became, I don't know, Sean, would you say maybe the best player in the portal? One of, if not the best. He, he's up he, there. He's definitely, in my opinion, the the best forward. Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, sure. when, when you look at just his numbers, and uh, let me pull them up here. Let's, we're talking about a guy that averaged 16.8 points, 10.5 rebounds, and 3.9 blocks per game for Moorhead State this season. He had 32 points, eight boards, and a loss to Murray State <laughs> in the OBC championship game to close the year, where that would have been a guy that you would have seen in the NCAA tournament. Right. And maybe you probably would have known his name a lot more, but I've tweeted about him in late February. I tweeted about him in March. 
I tweeted about it today. I, I certainly, I think every guy that covers the UK beat or, or female that's covered the UK beat is, is mentioned Jani Broom uh, since he, uh, since it was broke last week that he was going to test the waters. And then today, the portal, it's a guy to watch, Derek. And it, and it kind of comes back to this is where I think Kentucky's process, and you don't want to rush people out. Like, I know the situation with Oscar Sheway right now, it's complicated because if NIL gets figured out and he can legally make that money, and they've got to be careful with it. Like, you don't want to get him deported. Like, there is a, there's a line to, to kind of walk here to figure this out. And just you want to you want to know that Kentucky's doing all they can to get this figured out, so it kind of makes it complicated. But how many how many of these guys do you think they look at the situation and they're they're kind of scared away by Oscar Sheboy and the possibility he returns? Like this is where I think the majority of UK's roster, when it comes to stay or go decisions, it needs to be announced sometime in the next week or so for most of them because you just want to know that way you can kind of key in on these pieces and get an idea of what you're going to do. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, well, in regards to Broom, Jeff Borzello from ESPN, uh, looks like he talked to Broom this afternoon, and he's heard from a from a lot of schools, a lot of good schools, uh, Gonzaga, Auburn. Uh, well, a lot of I said a lot of good. I'll just read them off: Gonzaga, Ohio State, Auburn, Texas, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Cincinnati. You get the point. There are a lot of good teams on here: Houston, Alabama, Florida. Um, no Kentucky, though. That's the point. <laughs> As I get there, Kentucky's not on here. You would think Kentucky, if it felt like it had a had a big need in the post, and again, just because they haven't reached out within the first four or five hours, it was in the portal doesn't necessarily mean that they won't uh, reach out to him at some point. But just initially, I mean, I I think you got to read that as good news, and maybe I'm looking too far into that, but I just think you got to read that as good news for Oscar. I mean, I I don't know. I really think he's coming back. I really do. I mean, that's a, that's a long list of schools, man. Good school. I mean, these are elite. Some of these programs room. are elite, you know? Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. Like, you, you knew that that guy was going to, you know, warrant a lot of attention, and I'm with you. Like, it it has to be good news. And Kentucky's been quiet when it comes to transfer portal. There's been people that have hit the portal where it seemed like for the first four or five days, every name that went in the portal, whether it was Shannon from Texas Tech or – uh players from lsu and other schools like it was always kentucky there and you're like what in the world like kentucky's reaching out to everybody and then they reached out to no one like there was nothing that i haven't seen kentucky linked to anyone in the last probably seven or eight days which makes you wonder how quietly john calipari's working he has done that before or are a lot of these guys coming back and oscar is the biggest name i, I think oscar for sure when it comes to the fan base 
and things. I mean, Derek, he's, he's the wooden award winner away from being the first unanimous national player of the year in program history. Anthony Davis didn't win one of them. So he wasn't unanimous. I mean, this is a, this is a big decision to be made. He was at the final four this weekend, John Rothstein, multiple people ask if he's coming back. He obviously didn't dismiss, dismiss that at all. He was talking about where he's going to pray about his decision and kind of look at it. Uh, he had a blue suit on representing Kentucky there. You saw him and Calipari be interviewed by Andy Katz on Friday, where they both talked about that decision. Everyone wants Oscar Sheboy back. And I think in his heart, I think Oscar Sheboy wants to be back at Kentucky next year. There is more money on the table at UK for him than there is for him making a move to the NBA. Like there is no denying that. There are millions of dollars waiting on him if they get this NIL stuff figured out. Yeah, I mean, I really just think it's that simple. Get that figured out. He can legally make money. I don't think there's really much of a decision to be had this year. And he still has things he can work on, come back next year and improve on. Um, defensively, for sure. Maybe processing a little quicker offensively. He, he's had a good year. I mean, he averaged 17 points a game. But maybe process things a little bit quicker. I'd like to see him become a little bit better passer out of the post. I mean, he draws so much attention. Uh, but he's very good at scoring the ball down there near the block. So uh, just things he could certainly improve on. But, I mean, that's he, – he's a big one in terms of of, of morale. I, I think just getting him back – I mean, he's a fan favorite, like you said. I mean, he, he rocked that blue suit very well. Very good look for Oscar, I thought. Uh, looked very sharp down there in New Orleans. And like you said, I, I believe – I mean – you know, COVID was still pretty rampant back in the fall uh, and, and winter, winter more so whenever he was out there. I mean, the line of people who wanted to get autographs from him, wanted to take pictures with him, and he was there to accommodate all that. I mean, it was uh, – I mean, it was just – I've not seen anything like it in a long time for, for a U.K. player. I mean, I, I think everybody loves Oscar. And like Stan, they'd love to have him back for another year. And I, I agree with you too. I mean – Oscar's one of those kids that, I mean, I believe him when he said that his dream was to, you know, play basketball at Kentucky and been well-documented. I think that if the decision was entirely up to him, he would have been here back in 2019 or whatever. Yeah. 2019, 20, his first year of college, uh, didn't work out that way, but he's here now. I think he would like to spend more than one season here and you get that money figured out. He'll, he'll be in great shape. But again, if you can't, and you can still get picked in the top 35. It might not be the absolute best situation he wanted, but still not a bad spot to land if you're Oscar. I, I think he's one of those players. People truly just kind of want the best for him. But me, selfishly, I mean, he he at least gives you – I mean, you don't really get the National Player of the Year back in college very often. Just not something that really happens. So to have a player who produced as much as he did last season to build around – I mean, a lot of coaches would, would, would love to have something like that, and it would be a good spot, but still, when you're at UK and the expectation, especially after the year that they're coming off of in terms of the tournament loss, but then you go back to last year with the season that they had, there is going to be a lot of pressure on this team, and I, I still don't think just getting Oscar back is going to be quite enough. There's still a lot of other questions to be answered in terms of getting this roster to be a national championship caliber uh, roster. But he would be a hell of a start, no question about it. I'm going to mention here my prediction for Broom. Derek, there's one school that I really think I could see Broom at off that list. Can I guess? Guess it. Florida? 
Auburn. I could see him at Auburn. God, I hope not. I I could I could really see him at Auburn. I don't know why. I just when I when that list popped out to me, I looked at it and I was like, man. But Florida would be one too. But Auburn, I really I could really see him at Auburn, given what that they just did yeah. with Walker Kessler and stuff. And he's going to get his he's going to be drafted this year. Like I could see that really pushing. And then Auburn's a team that I'm I'm pretty sure didn't didn't they face Auburn? Didn't they? Didn't they did? Okay, yeah. so I, I could see, I, I could see some of these schools being on that list, familiarity and, and stuff with that. But I could, I could see him landing at Auburn. I mean, all those schools are elite schools at the top of the list. You got Gonzaga. I mean, you've got some really good programs there. Houston on the run that they've been on. Arkansas, of course. Eric Musselman's trying to load up on everybody he can get. Like he, he's making <laughs> a run at the Final Four next year with the that, that's his plan with the roster he's piecing together. But out of all these SEC schools on that list. If Kentucky doesn't get involved, maybe they're playing Jonah Broom, and I, I don't know. Like it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. And and you mentioned it, John Calipari, Kentucky. They can still reach out to people, and just because they're not on this list right right now doesn't mean that they won't be four hours from now or two or three days from now. We have no idea. Like last year, when like I said it, when Grady signed with UK, none of us had talked about it. Like we mentioned, okay, that's a guy that Kentucky should probably go after, but it was done before we even knew what was going on, which it was different then because you couldn't visit people. You couldn't, the communication was uh, all via Zoom. So I don't know, uh, Derek, uh, I look at it though, and I could definitely see him landing at Auburn, just given what they did with Kessler and that type of player. And if you're wondering why I said Florida, for anybody listening to this, uh, he, he is originally from yeah. Florida. And I, I don't think Castleton's coming back. I wouldn't think. I would I would guess he's moving on. Um or is he out of eligibility? I think he might have one year left with COVID. It's hard to remember. I know he's a transfer. Man, that would be a big one for Golden if he if he started it off at, at Florida with that. But uh, there's a, there's a lot of schools there that are you know that I I could see him going to quite a few of those. But Auburn's the one that just really stood out to me. That kind of feels like a, a Bruce Pearl top player, honestly. I mean, I just guess the way I see it, Sean, is like if you're Kentucky, you feel like even though he's not announcing anything, if you didn't have a good feeling about Oscar, I don't see how you don't reach out to Broom. Well, and and that's the other side. Immediately. You know what I mean? Like immediately. Like you wouldn't exactly. And and here's where and Cal is like I've I've said it all off season since it started. You know, Cal's worthy of his criticism right now. But I still think that that Cal Cal wants to win. There's no doubt in my mind. Cal wants to win. He wants to win championships at UK. I, I know you get the people it's like he doesn't care about winning. All he cares about is draft night. No, John Calipari is full of pride, and I think that he wants to win. So I think that he's all invested in that. And if they have a good feeling right now that Oscar's coming back and they know that situation better than anyone and they know that the ball's kind of in their court to get this figured out with NIL, which is – I mean, when you're anytime you're talking legal matters, it's a little tricky. It's not like an NCAA rule change right now. You know, you're not waiting on the transfer portal rule to be changed or something like that. You're waiting on – uh, something to be ruled in favor of him earning money and and not with a student visa and, and things like that. Uh, so I think Cal and them know the situation. They're talking to Oscar. I think they know that Oscar in his heart wants to be back. And if it gets worked out, then there's no reason to go after Broom. And I know there's some people saying, well, could they play together? I just don't see a player the caliber of Broom hitting the portal and choosing to play behind someone or beside someone. I feel like he 
is kind of looking for his own path to get to the league. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at the schools that are on his list, and that tells you that he, he could be a featured player somewhere. I mean, these other schools, you mentioned Arkansas, Gonzaga, two teams that played each other uh, in the tournament on the second weekend. And then some of these other programs like Auburn had, had you know, won the SEC. I mean, this is a this is a good player. And, you know, but if you do go to a school like that, you're going to have to compete with other bigs for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think Kentucky's a notable because think of it this way too, Sean. I mean, Preston Spradlin was on Cal staff at UK, yeah, in a you know off the court role or whatever they call it in basketball. And you know, I know Cal might be not eager to poach a former, we'll call him an assistant, someone who knows well. I mean, they did the uh, relief fund thing too. One of those years so they had to get together. I mean, I remember Preston being at UK for a press conference for that. Um, so I mean, this is someone he knows pretty well in the coaching industry. And I feel like I just feel like Kentucky would be there if uh for a guy of this caliber if they felt like they needed him on the roster. And if Oscar's there, I don't if Oscar's there, Collins is sticking with his plan to come back. If Ware wants to come back, uh and at least Toppin's coming back. I just don't see a huge need there. And I, that's just how mm-hmm. I'm reading this. I could be totally wrong, but that's how I'm gonna choose to read this. Yeah. Well there's a lot to play out and I think by the end of the week, we'll have a little bit clearer picture on what's going on. And then as we get into next week, Derek, but I think that that pretty much covers everything that we want to talk about today. Just stay locked in to Kentucky Daily because uh, Keon Brooks' decision won't be the only one. There's going to be plenty more coming. Derek mentioned Ty Ty Washington. There's numerous players on this roster that have decisions to make about their future. And we'll be right here to uh, discuss all that. As always, the show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub. you got three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.